In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father and mother, and wife and children and brethren, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. When Father Bright preached here a couple of weeks ago, he said something really important about the duty of priests and pastors and anyone who teaches the faith. Father Bright, as you may remember, preached on a difficult passage in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus exclaims that he did not come to bring peace on earth, but division. Jesus says that he will divide homes, father against son and mother against daughter. After acknowledging the difficulty of this passage, Father Bright said, I am not here to be Jesus' apologist. The Son of God does not need me to defend his words. Father Bright addressed our tendency to domesticate Jesus and make his difficult teachings palatable by smoothing their jagged edges. As one writer puts it, we too often take the hard sayings of Jesus and make them die the death of a thousand qualifications. We betray Christ's words through clever interpretations that soften what is severe. We take what is sharp and make it dull. We qualify the gospel until it has no teeth. One commentator writes, It is a sobering reflection for any disciple of Jesus, especially one who seeks to comment on the gospel, that any form of defense or apologetic for Christianity that fails to honor scrupulously the stark judgments and difficult speech of Jesus in just such terms as he himself gives, can, in effect, betray the Lord with a kiss. As we seek to understand Jesus' hard sayings, let us fight the tendency to create a Jesus that we are comfortable with. Let us always pray that we do not domesticate the Son of God. This morning, Jesus tells us in strong terms that nothing is to infringe on our commitment to follow him. When Jesus turns and tells the multitude that no one can follow him unless they hate their father and mother, he is not telling them to break the fifth commandment to honor thy father and thy mother. He is telling them that the fifth commandment, 
and any other worldly obligation melts in the face of the first commandment, that nothing is to be placed before God, nothing is to impinge on our allegiance to Christ. Jesus applies the word hate to anything that threatens to disturb the relationship between himself and his disciples. He demands an undivided love and allegiance because he is God, the Father's only begotten Son. To be Jesus' disciple, we must have our loyalties rightly ordered. Dietrich Bonhoeffer reminds us that we must face up to the truth that the call of Christ sets up a barrier between man and his natural life. Following Christ requires a reorientation and reordering of our lives. Nothing in this world, nothing in our natural life, not even our sacred duty to family and country, should come between us and Christ's most holy way. No love in life can compare with the love we must bear towards Christ. We witness this Christian loyalty in action when James and John leave their father and their ship to follow Christ, and when Matthew leaves his wealth and all he had to walk the way of Christ, or when Mary kneels at Jesus' feet when family duties threaten to call her away. The church fathers spoke about Christianity as a sober intoxication. Christians, they said, are those who are so intoxicated by the resurrection light, by the promise of eternal life with Christ, that they can live realistically toward the world. Their intoxication with the eternal Son allows them to soberly order their earthly lives and to see with Christ's own eyes what is real and important and what is not. A film I saw a couple years back came to mind as I began to think about our passage this morning. The film is called A Hidden Life, and in my opinion, it's one of the best films ever made. It's based on the true story of an Austrian farmer named Franz Jägerstadter, whose steadfast faith and quiet heroism led to his martyrdom in Berlin on August 9, 1943. He was guillotined by the Third Reich at the age of 36. Franz did not set out to be a martyr. He sought a quiet agrarian life in the Alps where he lived with his wife and four young girls. The bells of the small mountain church patterned the family's work and play and rest. In the early 40s, Franz became convinced that serving in the Nazi army and swearing an oath to Hitler ran contrary to his Catholic faith. His quiet opposition was soon noticed by the townspeople. The women whose husbands went to serve the Third Reich 
accused Franz and his family of cowardice. Why, they asked, should their husbands go off to war? Why should they go off to war to save them? The mayor of his village, in a scathing attack, says he is worse than an enemy. He is a traitor. He will be hanged, and his wife and children will have no one to support them, and his mother will die unconsoled. When Franz seeks the guidance from his priest, he is told to think about how his refusal to serve will devastate his young family and the precarious lives they will lead. His priest advises him to speak with the bishop. Some months later, having traveled to speak with the bishop, Franz explains that he wants to live, but not through lies. With an air of indifference, the bishop recites to him the words of St. Paul that we should all be subject to earthly authorities. Franz's objection to the war begins to poison his family against him. His sister-in-law accuses him of the sin of pride and says that his wife's happiness is in his hands and that she could have married other men. Franz's own mother said he is guilty of sinning against his family and against his village. At one point, his wife, who would lovingly stand by his side until the end, questions him. She says, you cannot change the world. The world is stronger. I need you. In 1943, Franz was officially drafted. In July of that year, he was, he was, he explained to a military court why his faith prevented him from serving. He was executed soon after in August. Franz's life was hidden deep in Christ. He was intoxicated with the eternal Son and his promises. When Christ turned to the multitudes that were following him and said, If any man come after me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. When Jesus says this, he is sifting the crowd looking for people like Franz. Christ is looking for disciples. I invite you to reflect on those allegiances that prevent your complete devotion to Christ. Let me be clear, I am not asking you to run into the mountains and leave your family. But think earnestly on, if Christ were to summon you to follow him today, what would hold you back? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.